Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. My name is Kevin Drooley, and I'm an associate editor with Safety and Health Magazine, the official magazine of the National Safety Council. We appreciate you listening in as we look ahead to our National Safety Council Virtual Congress and Expo, which is set for the first week of March. Because of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, we unfortunately cannot all be together at an expo hall in a city that hopefully wouldn't have snow on the ground or single-digit temperatures in the forecast. But as we prepare for the Council's first ever Virtual Congress and Expo, we'd like to help listeners and attendees get ready by checking in with our keynote speakers. Today, we're joined by NIOSH Director John Howard, who will help kick off the event at the opening session at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central, on Wednesday, March 3rd. Dr. Howard, we thank you for your time and expertise today. To get things started, what are some takeaways you hope attendees gain from your keynote at opening session? Well, thank you. Um, the keynote is the future of work. This is a vast topic, um, and it has many, many different parts. Uh, what I'm going to concentrate on to try to organize our thinking is in three major areas. Uh, one is uh, workplace issues. Uh, the second is work itself, and three is the workforce. So under the workplace, I'm going to talk about new organizational designs that we're seeing for the workplace. Clearly, we're all in a more virtual world than we were before, and that's a new organizational design. And the second issue I'm going to mention under workplace are new work arrangements. A lot of us are aware of temporary work arrangements, but new ones uh, have to do with gig work, platform work. Um, and then under work, I'm going to concentrate on a number of technologies that are new. Uh, for instance, sensor technology, artificial intelligence, robotics, exoskeletons. There's a whole host of new technologies that we're seeing in the workplace. And they do have safety and health implications, so we're going to talk about those. And then the last area is the workforce. A lot of work is becoming more cognitive, more complex, and we see a skills gap in the American workforce. And I think that's a big issue for a lot of employers. And second of all, in that workforce issue, we have the added concern that a lot of workers have for automation. What is it going to do? Is it going to replace my job? Am I going to be displaced because my employer is automating my job? So we're going to talk about all three of those areas and give uh, listeners a general overview so they grasp the scope uh, and the breadth of future work studies. No, all sounds very interesting, and I'm certain folks will be very, very in tune to everything. Um, just to that end, the, the COVID-19 pandemic is, is also a vital component of, of this. And just wanted to ask next, how has the NIOSH response to this pandemic evolved as the U.S. now approaches one year of, of dealing with it? So, Kevin, great question. And I think I would answer it by saying our activities, the activities of NIOSH can be divided into, into three areas. Um, and the first one, which was the earliest that we started doing in March and April and May uh, of 2020, was trying to assist uh, uh, employment settings in how best to protect their workers. Uh, we certainly did a lot of uh, technical on-site assistance visits uh, to meet in poultry plants, uh, to, uh, to other workplaces where essential workers uh, uh, did, uh, did not have the ability, like many Americans, to work at home. 
they have to go to work. Uh, grocery store workers, retail workers, mail carriers, uh, et cetera, hospital workers, et cetera. So that was, I think, our first phase. Our second phase uh, involved uh, our involvement in testing. Uh, as you know, in the spring and the summer, uh, getting a COVID-19 test to figure out you, whether you were infected or not uh, became a big issue. Uh, the, the, the laboratory gold standard or PCR testing versus the newer antigen testing and now the newest, which is home testing. So we've been through those three uh, testing phases and uh, trying to provide advice to employers and workers about testing. And then I think the phase that uh, we've moved into most recently is the vaccination phase, especially vaccinating essential workers, uh, as well as uh, determining issues related to our future. Uh, for instance, do vaccinated workers uh, have to quarantine when they come into close contact uh, with a COVID-19 case the same way that unvaccinated workers do? Uh, that's a question that we just recently answered by, by saying, uh, no, the, they don't. Uh, that's the latest CDC guidance. We're, we're now, I think, in a very big phase of masking, uh, showing, uh, uh, unlike when we started this a year ago, we didn't have any studies about uh, cloth facial coverings. Now we're finding increasing evidence that both uh, both the the source uh, as well as the person protected, if they both wear uh, cloth facial coverings, universal masking has been shown to be extremely effective. We have a number of laboratory studies and epidemiological studies showing about masking. So so all of those phases essentially uh, are still happening. Um, and I think uh, we'll continue to see as we go through 2021, uh, the vaccination of the population. And then eventually, what kind of rollbacks, if any, can we um, see uh, in terms of masking, distancing, hand washing, as we get to a fully vaccinated population, which hopefully we will get to soon this year? We certainly know that, that you know this, but for any listeners out there who may not be aware, NIOSH is marking its 50th anniversary in 2021. So as NIOSH reaches that milestone, as, and as we conclude our discussion today, Dr. Howard, what accomplishments is the agency most proud of, would you say, and what are some possible future endeavors that occupational safety stakeholders should keep their eye on? So that's a great question, and it's real hard for me uh, to select one or two or three items uh, over a 50-year history of the Institute. I'm just very proud uh, to be working with so many dedicated professionals uh, at the Institute. Uh, and I want to give uh, a big shout out to the folks that have worked at NIOSH from 1971 on. Uh, they have created a reputation for the Institute for Excellence uh, that uh, we just owe a lot of debt of gratitude to them. So it, it, it's hard to pick out, you know, certainly NIOSH has uh, advised both OSHA and MSHA. We have generated uh, science research that both regulatory agencies have used to create uh, standards, lead, cotton dust, asbestos, uh, uh, coal dust. Um, and also NIOSH has created uh, additional guidance documents that, that have not matured into regulation, but which employers and workers uh, have valued over the years. And I think as we have gone into the most recent era, we've expanded our scope of work to include uh, what we call total worker health. Uh, a lot of topics are not related to physical agents, chemical agents, biological agents. 
For example, the, the use of opiates uh, in the United States and the tremendous scourge that they've had uh, for, for workers, uh, uh, the use of cannabis uh, and, and the worker connection, a lot of those issues don't relate to NIOSH's original mission in 1971. Uh, NIOSH has grown with the times to be able to offer advice over its 50-year history to whatever is both relevant and, uh, and impactful uh, in the current uh, time that we're in. Well, Dr. Howard, thank you for your time today, and we look forward to hearing many more of your insights during opening session of the National Safety Council Virtual Congress and Expo. And again, that's set for 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Wednesday, March 3rd. If you want to learn more about Congress and Expo, please visit www congress.nsc.org to view a program. Registration for the event is open. Be well and thank you for listening.